Everyone hated Usman, didn't they? Marty Snoozman. He was dominant. He had a win streak unlike anyone else. People were arguing him over George St. Pierre as the best welterweight of all time. Leon comes along. He kicks him into orbit. However, though, Leon's not wanting to fight Colby. Obviously, he's. it seems like he's sort of been forced into that fight, really. But when you do look at it, do you wonder whether or not we took... Usman for granted. He lost his first fight and then won 20 in a row, which is pretty ridiculous. Unbelievable. One of the yeah. greatest win streaks ever. He fought some really good guys as well. Like, he's got a win over Sean Strickland. Well, the thing is, like, when he was champ, he had his best fights when he was champion because he started knocking people out all of a sudden. He finished Colby. He finished Masvidal in the second fight. He finished Burns as well. Dana called him the greatest welterweight of all time. He was the best thing since GSP. I think if you're going to ask people, like, did we take Usman for granted? For any hardcore fan watching or anyone who, who cares about the sport, they'll say no, because he is one of the most technically proficient fighters of all time. But that doesn't mean he was very likable. I don't think many people liked Usman, which is kind of why people were kind of happy to see him go. Usman kind of had a, a bit of an ego to him sometimes, had some backstage square downs. People sometimes didn't like his attitude. Sometimes people called him cringy. So there, were, there was not see, a lot. He used to speak a lot like he was telling spooky story yeah like there, there wasn't a lot there wasn't a lot of things that a lot of people liked about Usman could you argue that nothing has really changed in the realm of like how marketable Leon actually is because prior to his head kick finish of Usman again everyone hated Leon and per per perhaps that changed a little bit after he beat Nate Diaz but really as a champion how excited are people for Leon did people hate Leon though like, I think they did it, it was it wasn't yeah. it maybe wasn't my time he got called the most boring fighter in yeah. UFC history but I think he's done a, a really good job of disproving that. the head kick, yeah. head I, kick. I, I think the case as well is like people didn't know him yet and you need that something great to happen people did dislike him people did call him boring but he also never showed any of his personality but then when he gets the head kick knockout you have him dancing with the pizza you have him doing the boom headshot dead you have him talking about his hard upbringing and it's really like the struggle the culmination of his this hard journey that he's been through which instantly made him more likable than he was he had to have that performance to get people invested how has this guy been beaten solidly for four rounds and then come back with a hell mary ko but the time between him that and him fighting colby has been quite long where that kind of aura about him as kind of fading a little bit. It says a lot when someone like Colby Covington, who said all the things he said and done all the things he's done, arguably is more liked than someone like Usman or Leon. Certainly has more people that hate and despise him, but probably also has more people that like him and think he's funny and are entertaining. And he is a supremely controversial character, so it just goes to show really how popular Usman was as a champion and even Leon now, just because Leon's not really doesn't express himself that much sometimes. A few years prior, people in London were booing Leon. And maybe that's just because of the position that he put himself in when he was beefing with Darren Till, and Darren Till was astronomically more popular than him at that time. Not even his own countrymen like him. I don't I feel like it's not that people dislike him, but he didn't give them a reason to like him because he didn't really express himself or like show much of his personality or, or show any kind of whereas Gunnar Nelson on the other side of things he's doing flash dances on YouTube and obviously training with Conor McGregor but he says a lot of interesting things you know backstage and if he's very calm it doesn't negate the fact that that he was still being booed in an arena in his own country but this is what I'm saying like in regards to whether or not we took him from granted in in 2021 he fought three times yeah, yeah. Now that's that fantastic. is true yeah and they were all big fights and they all sold really well and that was the year he turned everything around that is a really good moment to look at in someone's career where you have a guy who's not particularly liked by the fan base 
but is able to turn it all around in one year because mainly he also just showed up and fought three times. It might have been his adversaries doing it, but his fights always felt quite personal, didn't they? Like they always felt like a big feud between him and his opponents. And even when it comes to Gilbert, he knows what I'm going to do, I know what he's going to do, and it's like, it always made us really invested in his fights, I find. Whereas Leon, maybe we haven't had that yet. It was like Nate Diaz was kind of given to him as like, you need to beat this guy to make yourself a star, and then did, but in not the way that the company would want or he would want. He's done that off Usman now, but maybe he just needs that extra time to get through the Colbys. It is now at the stage where Usman has done everything. He's defended the belt multiple times. He's had this incredible win streak. He is coming off of two losses now to Leon. But he is calling out people like Hamza and have those kind of amazing fan favorite sort of battles. You know, he doesn't need to do that. But the fact that he's still looking for big fights and what's next in his career it's pretty admirable. He's now kind of maybe in the legacy period of his career. Dustin Poirier, for instance, he's on his Dustin Poirier run. Before the Leon losses, you could say Usman's up there with, with the likes of Khabib. I mean, it seems like people hold Khabib way higher than Usman does, even though their records are pretty similar. It's just because Khabib didn't lose. Is it because Khabib's story as well? Wrestles bears, comes from the mountains. He's the first okay, Russian so, athlete I mean, he, I'd say he's probably more likable than, than Usman. His counter to, obviously, did we take Usman? for granted as well when Jorge Masvidal kept getting a title shot for no reason other than the fact that he had a really good year people felt like Usman was ducking the division at that time do you remember it felt very roadblock during that point people were still like oh he's not fighting the people he should be fighting it's difficult now right because we are in a situation where the fact that he won that belt and now he said no I probably hasn't earned it I don't want to fight him and he's become champion he's just kind of saying no to things it seems it kind of feels like Dana has forced Leon into this fight with Colby because he's only ever been saying, no, no, I don't want to do that. The UFC make the fights. And if you are the champion, you are the apex of the division. You are what everyone's going for. Supposed to beat everybody. You've got to fight. Yeah, you've got to, you, to be the champion, you've got to beat everyone. It seems like Colby is getting a bit of the McGregor treatment. Everyone knows how popular Colby is, for better or worse, whether you're against him or you're for him. He is a popular, interesting character that is always going to generate views, headlines. People want to watch Colby fight. People want to watch him win. People want to watch him lose. Of course, he's going to be thrown in there because the reality of it is, if we do look at the UFC welterweight rankings, who is there that you can put in against Leon that is going to generate yeah. that amount of That's views? also a really good point. You've got a brand new champion in yeah. Leon Edwards, while Colby is still a star. Like you could, He could fight someone else and then lose, yeah. or you put him in against a champion, you're guaranteed a big show with a big build-up with tons of eyes on your new champion. It makes complete sense. He's there to bolster Leon's star power. It's like, get the former guy in there who's gonna is gonna pull Leon out of his shell, talk some shit, have a good fight, and then you hopefully you get this brand new champion who's defending his belt twice now and he's fucking he's stopping everyone of the old guard, you know. That was always the narrative. If Usman was never in that division Colby would be champion. Well, he he weighed in at London at 265. Oh, he weighed true. in for the backup. If he's going to commit to a backup fight, he's obviously serious about fighting Leon. If you're the UFC, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. What, do we, what do you think when we look back on the Usman run? He had the perfect mix of dominant champion who finishes people, exciting fights when he was a champion, but didn't stick around for too long. And we finally get the changing of the guard where it's like, okay, no, this is the new champion now. I always remember when Tyron Woodley was champion thinking and, and everyone talking about how big and muscly he was for the division and how like even Dana at one point it's like he's got too much muscle 
And then when you squared off with Usman, and Usman was like twice the size of him. And you were like, how the fuck? Holy shit. It was like the new welterweight. So that's how I remember, like, you know, the first introduction to Usman and then taking the title. But yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the Usman era. The three African kings, that was a good time. Coming out of the pandemic as well, he felt like a guy that was ready to show up and put on good fights and entertain. I do feel like we took him a little bit for granted. But I'm glad he has that legacy and I'm excited for the next period of the welterweight division now. Second best welterweight of all time? Oh, definitely. yeah. Definitely. Not on Mount Rushmore of MMA, though. Mount Rushmore of the welterweight division, absolutely. Yes. Who've you got there? GSP, Matt Hughes, Usman, and Tyron Woodley? <laughs> Tyron has the next next best record. Robbie Lawler. Maybe Robbie Potentially. Lawler. Robbie Lawler was unkillable. Yeah, dude. yeah maybe Robbie Lawler. Robbie Nick Lawler. Diaz. Maybe Nick Diaz. Maybe yeah. you would just put Nick Diaz on there. Yeah, maybe you would. Strike Force, yeah. Elite XC. Yeah. Whoa. Dude, what's in there? What is it? Hey, one for me. Thank you. Look at that. Mate. Here we go. All right. It's good that because you know, UFC's on this weekend, and I need you know more Howlhead. Well, there you go. Uh, big shout out to Howlhead. our friends at Howlhead for sorting us out with brand new bottles. Here we go. Love it, mate. If you too want to get your hands on some beautiful Howlhead, you can go to Master of Malt, Amazon, and of course, you can pick it up at your larger Tesco's. So, we say a shout out to our channel members yes, as well, sir, guys. Please. Yeah, if you didn't know, there's an MMA on point family, which you can be a part of. If you click the join button down below, tons of benefits, um, badges, emotes in the live streams, in the live chats, but also mainly access to this fully unedited podcast, two episodes a week, access to the writer's meeting, and also just supporting us. 